Welcome to Cab World, first off the rank for news, reviews and interviews from the world of taxi, private hire and chauffeur. This is episode number two. As usual, uh, this is Lockie and the show is also brought to you with my co-presenter, William Flynn. Lockie, yep, good, good, very good, very good, thanks. Yeah, it's been... Um, it's been it's been good. It's been interesting. We've had some uh, some good feedback on the first episode of the podcast. It's taken um, uh, a few days to to trickle out through the the various various uh, media uh, sources. Early indications are that people like it. Yeah, I think um, you'll soon be a superstar. I think they'll be having you on TV and things like this. You'll be. Um, doing breakfast television or something. <laughs> well, you know, it's only only a matter of time. You know, if 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 it takes this to uh, to get me into stardom, then then that's absolutely fine. We're going to get straight into it now. I think there's been quite a lot going on um, over uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks since we brought you uh, episode uh, number one. Right now, I think we're just going to get straight into the the news yeah, section. So, We've got quite a lot to cover. Yes. Yeah, so the, the the one thing I've been having a chat with a few chauffeur drive drivers and businesses this week. They I don't know if they have joking or whatever, but they tell me now that. Um, Certainly, uh, south of the border, that them you don't have to wear a face mask in a, a chauffeur drive vehicle. Um, you only need to have it in a taxi. So for some reason, Boris has come out and told us that um, passengers in chauffeur driven cars don't need to wear these masks. And um, as far as we know, neither do the driver. You just need to make your COVID secure. So how do you do that? And um, how drivers and taxis and private hire have got to wear masks? But for some reason, passengers and chauffeur-driven cars don't. I, I just don't quite get. And neither I've got to say that the people I've spoken to this week just think it's a piece of nonsense. They don't quite understand where the difference is. Um, I mean, it's more or less the same car. Okay, maybe driving a Mercedes as opposed to a Skoda, a Renault, or a Ford or something. But mm-hmm. you know, what's the difference? I, I don't see any difference, and neither do these guys. There's not a great deal of of difference. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming that you know they are not, um, you know, they 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 don't have any partition between the front and the rear of the vehicle no, either, do they? No, because that no, might explain it. But if if that's not present, then it just doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, as we all know, you know, a, a taxi or a private hire vehicle, okay, the the whole sector is finding it a little bit quieter just now, but they still you know, exist to have multiple um, passengers in the vehicle. But, you know, let's not kid on that chauffeur drive um, only have one party in the no, back absolutely. of the car during a shift. I mean, you know, oh, in, in many yeah. cases, they, they, they've got, a, a, you know, quite a high uh, churn rate of passengers in the vehicle. Um, and, yeah, and I this... think in normal circumstances, they would. I think they'd love to have a lot of passengers at the moment. I think like everybody else are really suffering in the chauffeur drive sector at the moment. Um, that that That's one section that's down probably worse than the actually taxi and private hire just now. Um, mm. I know the guys I'm speaking to are doing just about absolutely nothing. Um, most of them are trying to grab a, a, a contact to get something off one of the emirate flights coming into the airports. Um, but other than that, they're, they're sitting doing nothing. And again, you, these aggregators are trying to pay, you know, bottom dollar to get you to do a, a chauffeur drive off an emirates flight. 
You know, mm. it's just not worth it. It's just, I know guys that are saying they just wouldn't touch it. It's just, there's no money in it for them. They couldn't even pay a wage out of it. Um, but to say that they don't need to wear a mask or anything now, it's just a piece of nonsense. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. unfair. I mean, it's the driver that's got to suffer. You know, it's the driver that's going to have to suffer that. I guess there's um, there's still room for the driver to wear a mask if he so yeah. wishes. Yeah, but again, if the passenger's the one and coming off some of these flights, take it the Emirates flight, you're coming in from, well, you're changing flights to Dubai, aren't you? So you could be coming from anywhere. Hmm. And you could be coming in here with the COVID and the poor driver's no idea. I just don't see the difference. It's, they should be wearing face coverings. I think it's more to do with cars getting in and out down the street more than anything else. Hmm. I think it's more to do with these guys than it is anyone else, to be honest with you. That could well be the case. I I remember um, there was there was some uh, news headlines. I forget who it was. It was one uh, cabinet minister. I think back in September, who um, was you know, front page news. He was photographed getting out of one of these vehicles without wearing a face mask. And yeah. maybe that was an oversight. Maybe he just forgot. And and so this policy has been brought in just to get him out of trouble. I don't, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? That's what they do. That's why you can now drive a few miles to test your eyesight, but we're not going to get that. <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. Let's not go there. But no, I, I take your point um, entirely about, you know, the chauffeur drive yeah. sector has been hit disproportionately hard. And, and give it, given, you know, the, um, the the two things that they probably rely on are, uh, you know, airport work, um, and then um, luxury travel to take you to your luxury destination in many cases. So without without the tourists and without that airport work, that really doesn't leave a whole lot, uh, you know, apart no, from again, <laughs> working in Downing the, Street. Yeah, a lot of these guys, to be fair, are doing the, the chauffeur drive stuff around the, the golf as well, hiring one of these eight-seaters with, the, you know, some of the Mercedes or the Volkswagens, um, with a big extra uh, space in the boot for four or five years to go and play golf. That, I mean, that, that, that's just not here at the moment, is it? I mean, there's, there's nobody coming to Scotland just now, um, or even England. There's nobody going anywhere at the moment. So the show that's right. like really feeling very tough. Having said that, though, good news about the uh, the vaccine. And uh, I think everyone's uh, feeling a little bit of a boost on that news, which uh, which was broken very recently. So, you know, hopefully this is the, the start of a turnaround, um, you know, for for everyone involved in our sector, taxi, private hire and chauffeur drive, because we need those tourists um, to be flying in and out and, um, and and going on tours of the highlands or playing golf. You know, we just need that back again. It's, it's absolutely vital that we get that back and, and as soon as possible. Yeah, I think that the, the, the chauffeur drive Fiona more than anybody at the moment. I think it's, you know, yes, we, we are sitting in taxi ranks. We are sitting in our vehicles um, all over the country. You're struggling to get a hire. I, I talked to a guy the other day, um, you know, I think on, it was four hours and he'd one hire for £5.30. Um, hmm. You know, it's just, it's, I mean, how, how are you supposed to pay your bills with that kind of money? It's just, yeah, I think you just well, it's, it's beyond tough, isn't it? It's beyond tough. It's becoming impossible, really. I mean, the, some of the levels, um, 
you, that these guys are are having to work for it's 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 mind-boggling really i mean we we reported last week about some um, some issues in um, in in cardiff in wales uh, there was some um, drivers uh, protesting yeah, um, about yeah, the lack yeah. of lack of support and uh, i mean the they were quoted there as working an 8 hour shift for 15 pounds uh, i mean it's just a ridiculously small amount of money i mean the costs of your vehicle insurance your badge and everything those costs aren't going to go away so the poor drivers are having to do what they can just to in some cases just try and cover the costs they're not really making any money i guess yeah. i think again the, the fact that some of the councillors are coming out with this 500 pounds that's not going to get you very far, but you need to come out with a lot more than that. These guys need to get um, some of these smaller loans for businesses, whether it be ten grand or whatever. There's got to, they've got to give this out to chauffeur drive, taxi drivers, because they, these are the guys they're all going to be looking for. Because you know, when you do get back to tourism, they're going to be looking for the chauffeur drivers, they're going to be looking for the taxi drivers, mm-hmm. and these guys are not going to be there because if they go and work for you know, food delivery people, then they may end up staying there. That's right. That's right. And of course, when the uh, when the airport work comes back, there's a lot of drivers going to get an unpleasant surprise when they uh, when they look at their pickup and drop off fees. As we reported yeah. uh, in episode one, I think uh, that example was Edinburgh Airport, who had doubled their drop off charge from uh, £2 to £4. And I believe that Glasgow Airport have followed suit. Yeah, this, this is something, again, speaking with um, drivers, again, particularly chauffeur drive, um, because they, they, they're quoting a fixed price for drop-off. But sometimes these people are taking quite a while to get out of the car. Sometimes they're getting in and waiting to pick somebody up. So that that, that I think the, the, the money goes up so quickly in these car parts now. I I personally disagree with the charge. I don't think there's any need for charging people who get dropped off at the airport. I just want to know when the government are going to step in and do something about this because the government's got to come in and have a word. It's all right saying it's a private business and they can charge what they like. You've got next to no alternative. I mean, they tell you there's a free drop-off, um, which there is, um, which takes another week to get to the airport from it because it's normally miles away from where the, the <laughs> you can go on your yeah. plane. Yeah, you know, not very conveniently located. Yeah, it's just it's a piece of nonsense, and I don't understand why they're getting away with it. One of the things I've always wondered about the airport was, you know, the, the Glasgow in particular came in with um, some security because of the, the the incident they had a few years ago, and you know they've changed the layout of the airport, they've changed how you going out the airport. There's no reason why you can't stop outside the the back side of the car park, and people could walk through, but they've put all sorts of obstacles in your way to stop you doing that and you've got police driving up and down there which I don't quite understand why the police would be involved in that because if it's private property belonging to the airport, why are the police really, really shouldn't care where you park it's not their problem as long as you're not causing a traffic jam yeah. Um, yeah. and if it's a public highway uh, I would like to know why they're not allowing you to stop there I mean, don't give me security stuff because that's just you're, you're still a, you've got a multi-story car park between you and the terminal building, so I, I'm not going for that one. Um, oh, but, no, that's a bit of a security nightmare in itself. 
It just yeah, seems to be the the way that things are going, though. I mean, I, I read about um, London Gatwick Airport. They've introduced uh, a five pound charge, and uh, what they're trying to deter apparently is what they are referring to as kiss and fly, um, a drop off uh, charge to basically encourage, as they put it, they want to encourage the use of public transport. So they're levying this £5 charge to stop you doing that drop-off, you know, dropping off uh, your partner or whatever, and, um, you know, peck on the cheek and then away you go again. It's causing congestion. So I just don't think that this £5 levy is going to be the thing to push people onto a a coach, uh, for example. I just don't think it's going to happen. But then by contrast... In contrast, Glasgow Airport, I gather, are making an exception to this uh, this fee. If you happen to um, be in an electric vehicle, then you can stop in a different location and there is no charge for the first 10 minutes. So electric vehicles can pre-register and use this free of charge for 10 minutes. So there there is a real inconsistency among airports and I just think they need to get their heads together on this. If they're going to try and justify it, then come, you know, put your heads together and come up with something that actually makes uh, a bit of sense. Well, I think uh, that the last few holidays I've went on Loki, I've had to be at the airport for five in the morning. So there's no public transport taking me to the airport at that time in the morning. It's got to be a taxi, private hire vehicle. So, you know, to tell you public transport, the tag get you on public transport, that's just nonsense. And even if I was going at two in the afternoon, I'd need to leave here about three hours um, because I'd need a, a, a bus into Glasgow and then another bus from Glasgow out of the airport. And I'm not going to be... I mean, anybody that's married knows the luggage their wife takes with them on holiday, so there's no chance I could lift that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? On and off buses, it's just not going to happen. So that, that, that doesn't fly with me, this stuff about getting you onto. The bit of the electric vehicles going into Glasgow Airport and getting 10 minutes, absolutely fantastic. Why don't they just give all the taxi drivers 10 minutes? Because yeah. take my word for it, that would move them quicker than anything else. I believe you're right. I mean, if, if you've got the opportunity to drop off there for no charge, then that is you're, you're going to want to do that and then just get out of there as quickly as possible without being hit by any charge. But yeah, I don't know about uh, you, uh, William, but I'm finding it increasingly difficult to identify electric vehicles. There was a time when they looked all you know distinctly different to every other car on the road. They had a, f- a futuristic look and fins all over the place, and um, you know they, they they were very easy to spot. But these days, I think the car designers are making them much more mainstream. So I, I mean, I don't know who's who's actually policing these areas and and, and identifying vehicles that are genuinely electric it's so difficult to tell yeah i think that i think if i'm right i think with glasgow you've got to register before you get in um so you've got to register probably a day or two beforehand um Mm -hmm. and they'll probably then check whether it's an electric vehicle i'm quite sure there'll be apps out there you put the registration number in so these electric vehicles so the problem you have with that if i'm a taxi driver and i pick up if i've got to register the day before if I pick off a pick up off the rank to go to the airport, I can't register because I'm somebody just waved me down the street again, and away I go to the airport. I might be electric vehicle, but I can't register, so so I'm not getting the free ten minutes. The one thing I will predict with you though is that 
people are going to be able to get flights cheaper than they can get dropped off at the airport. Yeah, it's definitely getting that way. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hearing now about people starting to book trips to, um, you know, from Scottish airports to French airports in March of next year for, you know, under £50 return. Um, yeah. You know, and, 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 you know, that includes all taxes and so on, but that's taxes, not taxis. Yeah. It's going <laughs> to get to the point where your taxi is, uh, is, is your bill is, for a transport to and from the airport is larger than the fare. It's definitely, definitely getting that way. Yeah. So um, moving on um, further, further north uh, this time, um, we are interested in the spot check that took place in Inverness recently. So more than 50 taxi and private hire cars were stopped and they were checked uh, during an operation that was jointly run between Police Scotland and the Trading Standards Department of, of Highland Council. So um, the operation was um, quite a, a success, it would seem. I think um, you've had a, an opportunity to read this, William. Uh, I mean, it looked like a, a success for our industry, I, I would say, yeah. if you look at the numbers. Um, you know, I think the, it worked out really well. Yeah, I actually made contact with a couple of guys I know in Inverness and they were telling me that they were absolutely over the moon with the result of it and I know that everyone involved with it in Inverness was over the moon. Um, after stopping over 50 vehicles, there was one of them that had a, a, a taxi the tyre that was just um, on the illegal side. It had just been worn. It was one tyre and they went and got that fixed immediately, put a new tyre on it and that was him back on the road. Um so, I mean, honestly, you know, I, I think that's fantastic, particularly the, the, just now when the, the pandemic's going on, the guys aren't making any money, and to still keep your vehicle up to scratch, you know, you've got to take your hat off to them. I mean, well done, well done. Absolutely, yeah, it, it really does speak volumes. And, you know, I think um, the uh, – I don't know what prompted this spot check, if it's just something that, that happens on a – you know, a regular, um, you know, interval, but, you know, on a random date. But I'm certain that the uh, the inspectors would have been looking for, you know, much, much worse um, outcomes than than this. Um, I mean, that that uh, defect, defective tyre, okay, that was still a problem, but just one tyre and it was fixed within the hour. Um, yeah. That's fantastic. I, I was quite surprised they actually done it during the pandemic. You've got lots of other things going on um, rather than checking taxis. But, yeah, fair play to them. So the other issue that I, I was going to say that I know we've been looking at and we've been getting a bit of uh, feedback from is drivers from all quarters getting um, their credit uh, file marked uh, with a black mark for the some of them getting cars repossessed, some of them. You know, I just don't get this. These finance companies have been dealing with these drivers for years and years. Some of these drivers have had finance for the last 30 years, never missed a payment due to the pandemic, due to the fact that whether it be the chauffeur drive guys, whether it be the taxi, the private hire, they're, they're just not doing it. Some of the, the, the finance companies, they gave you the three or four month holiday, which I, again, I was speaking to somebody today that was telling me that some of them were sending them you know, um, late payment fees. So they were getting late payment fines for it and some people are taking up paid it. And I know that if you phone them up and say, no, nah, I'm not paying that, um, they're quite happy to write that off. 
But to mark their credit file um, at this point, I think is pretty poor. These guys are struggling. I think, you know, going forward, finance companies are going to have to miss out any bad credit this year. They're going to look at their file back for the last three or four years. Look at 2020 and see, I just ignore that one. Every other year was absolutely perfect. But 2020 was a bit of a tough year for everyone. Yeah, but yeah. For them trying to take, I don't even know why finance companies would want to take cars back at the moment because, to be honest with you, where are they going to put them? Where are they going to do them? Well, so I had a, an interview, I think it may have been a radio interview um, recently, and it was on this subject. So, um, you know, I picked up some, some details from it. And one of the things that sticks in my head is the, uh, the, the companies repossessing these vehicles um, being referred to as predatory. So predatory finance companies um, actually going and targeting what they see as being easy targets, you know, low-hanging fruit, vulnerable business people, you know, you know taxi drivers with their, their own businesses are vulnerable. Um, they've, they've probably had a, a flawless, immaculate record all their, all their time that they've been trading. Uh, but just now, these predatory finance companies are, are choosing to attack them. And that's having a number of, of effects. So um, in London, uh, for example, uh, there is a real danger that there's going to be a drop in zero emission capable taxis. And that is as a direct result of these um, predatory practice practices. So pre-COVID, London was on track to have 80% of their taxi fleet as zero emission capable taxis. Um, they were on target to achieve that by the year 2024. But now we're actually seeing a drop in, in those numbers. So instead of aiming towards this 80% target, the number is actually dropping all the time. And a further problem is that the number of wheelchair accessible taxis has plummeted. Now, the numbers that I'm reading are that the number of wheelchair accessible taxis in the last six weeks has dropped by 924 vehicles. I mean, that is a, a, almost a thousand taxis. So that's wheelchair accessible uh, vehicles. So people who rely on those to get around from A to B are suddenly going to find themselves with a real challenge on their hands. And you know, in addition to that, we're we're seeing the environmental effects of these zero emission um, taxis being largely repossessed. I mean, it's really a poor combination. It's just setting these targets um, back by years, and also, you know, the mobility of um, of people who who experience challenges for whatever reason. You know, um, these wheelchair accessible vehicles dropping in numbers is is Really, that's that's trouble brewing for further down the road. I I, I see it here as well, Loki. There's no way I know a couple of guys that have just handed the keys back, and they, 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 to be fair, they didn't own the vehicle; they just drove them. But they've mm -hmm. handed the vehicles back, and I know from my own company, the amount of drivers that have come in and handed cars back and says, "Like, there's just no money in there just now." That's right. So the the numbers uh, were just specific to London. So, I mean, we've all seen in the in the press, we've seen fields 
full yeah. of London black taxis just sitting there with, you know, the um, the weeds growing up at windscreen height around the vehicles. And just, you know, nobody wants these these things. They're, you know, instead of being out on the roads full of passengers and, and servicing the public, they're sat in fields doing nothing because nobody nobody wants them. So those numbers were specific to London. But as you say, I think they're they're echoed uh, throughout the throughout the country. And what I understand is happening is that these um, these vehicles, in many cases, I mean, I, I hear price tags of around about sixty five thousand pounds for these uh, these new uh, purpose built vehicles that are uh, all electric. They're being repossessed and they're being auctioned. So they're being auctioned off, and usually um, the auction amount uh, that's achieved is lower than the value that they're trying to recover from the the taxi driver so then the, they still pursue the taxi driver for the difference for the difference that's right yeah 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 <laughs> so, i don't know why they don't terrific. Do i don't understand and another one that i got and i was speaking to uh, one of the drivers and he was telling me he had the three-month holiday but the finance companies came back and they've divided the three months up over his next 24 payments he's got to make and he was like, I'm struggling as it is to make the original payment. Yeah. But why did they not just extend it for three months? Why did they not just give him another contract and says, listen, rather than finishing in, you know, January, you're going to have to pay up until March, you know, in, in a few years' time. You know, just extend it by three or four months. You know, come back and do deals with these guys. And, you know, whether I've got a three-year deal, make it a four or five-year to try and help them get through this because – it's tough going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And look, it could be tough going if you are running a, a finance company specializing in taxi finance as well. You know, you you maybe find yourself forced into a corner and 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 you are you've got no no choice really than to uh, to undertake these um what's being called predatory um practices. So look, we're interested in in digging a bit deeper into this. So I mean, if you if you're involved um, on the uh, on the finance side, maybe you've got a story to tell to give a more um, balanced view of this. And at the same time, if you're uh, if you're a taxi driver, whether you own a, a single vehicle or multiple vehicles, and you've been on the uh, the receiving end of of um, of this type of practice, then you know we'd love to hear your stories. So um, you know, get in touch with us um, via Facebook at the end of the show, and uh, we'd love to get you on in a in a future show further down the line. I agree that we've got to get some of these guys on to try and explain to us, is there a reason why they can't extend their contract? You know, what is the point of taking the, the vehicle off the driver so therefore they cannot work and earn any money? You sell the vehicle for half of what it's worth and then go back to this guy who you've taken his vehicle off and can't work and can't earn any money and tell me he's still got money to pay you. It just, it's just not making sense. Particularly particularly if you've this guy's had a perfectly good credit rating for a number of years with these and you've seen his credit rating and you think you know you gave him the credit so you must know he's good for it and you've got to take a, a wider view of what's happening at the moment so yeah get in touch with us and let us know what's happening indeed i'd like to say to you um something that i don't normally say is well done a council and it's looting council <laughs> Because I really struggle to find any council that does anything good. But Luton Council have recently provided face covering hand sanitizer 
to the private high-end taxi trade. Uh, fantastic. 16,000 hand sanitizer bottles have been distributed, 20,000 face masks for drivers and passengers, all supplied by Luton Council um, at no expense to the, the drivers. Bravo. Bravo. No, that's that is a, a, quite a rare good news story, and and I'm glad that stories like this are getting some publicity, and we're only too happy to to give it further publicity because it can seem a little bit like it's doom and gloom out there, but there are um, some uh, groups, some bodies out there that are really doing things right, and uh, and I think this example is 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 a really particularly good one. I mean, you look at the cost of um, equipment such as um, face coverings, your face masks, hand sanitizers. These things do come at a cost. And, you know, at a time when the taxi sector is is struggling as it is, we could really do without these additional costs. So uh, I think this is a fantastic initiative uh, by, by Luton Council. Well done. Yeah, so I tip my hat to them. I think um, fantastic. And a lot of other councils could maybe have a look at them and follow them and so I do what they can um, for the taxi trade uh, and the chauffeur and the private hire. All these guys are out there. We are all sitting about doing absolutely nothing at the moment. So we need all the help we can get. That's right. That's right. So that's great. Well done, uh, Luton Council. So um, we're almost at the end of the, the show just now. Um, one of the things we like to do uh, towards the end of the show is just run through a calendar of events. Now, for those that, that caught episodes number one, we have no change uh, at this point. So for episode two, um, our calendar of events um, consists of three different items. We've got the Scottish Taxi Expo, uh, which is taking place in uh, Glasgow on the 4th of February um, next year. That's 2021. We've got the Scottish Taxi Private Hire and Chauffeur Awards, which take place uh, in Glasgow also on March the 27th, 2021. And we also have the Private Hire and Taxi Monthly magazine. Uh, their annual expo is taking place uh, on the 19th and the 20th of May uh, 2021. So that's three dates for your diary. Again, if you hear of any other industry uh, events, uh, please let us know. Get in touch with us through the, the usual channels and uh, we will broadcast that out to, uh, to our listeners and, uh, and just get that awareness uh, level raised. So that covers our uh, calendar of events, unless you have anything else, William. Well, that's me for the time being, Loki, and um, let's hope we can catch up with the guys again soon. And as I say, we are on Facebook, so um, get on to Facebook if anything you want us to have a look at, anything you want us to speak about. Um, if you've got some stories you want to get across to the taxi trade, if you've got a product that you want to promote to the taxi trade, get in touch and we'll certainly see what we can do about getting these on. Great stuff. Okay, well, thanks again for to everyone for listening to um, episode two. Uh, we currently plan for this show to uh, to come out to you every fortnight. Um, so we shall catch up with you again in about two weeks from now. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.